Greetings. Hi, how are you? I'm listening. Great to meet you. Ah, I've been expecting you. For the good you of all. You come get the voodoo. Uh, hey there. And you are. Light be with hey, you. Great to you meet you. You come to consult the spirits? Welcome to Orgrimmar. Have you come to serve the Horde? Shiny. Sail here, me buy, and trade. What? Hello, and welcome to Control Alt Wow, the podcast for those of us who love World of Warcraft and love making many alts. Today is Thursday, January 15th, 2009. This is episode 97, entitled Respect Just a Little Bit. And my name is Aprilian, your host, and with me is my co-host, Glanther. Hello, Glanther. Hello, Aprilian. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. Let's just give a shout out to Shayo, who apparently is on the beach, taking a two-week vacation, and uh, there's no internet on this beach. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't go to any vacation place where I can't get internet. But I know. I, I, un- <laughs> I understand people who do, though, so... You know what's actually kind of strange is that Asheo's not uh, on the podcast this uh, session, so we're not recording it in the middle of the night. Right. It's, uh, I'm actually kind of awake. <laughs> yeah, it's a reasonable time of the reasonable day for of, us. Yeah. Yes. You know, he, he uh, did Twitter and asked if 3.08 was out yet. And I said no, and I twittered back. But we all got five, everybody that logged in yesterday got 5,000 gold in their mailbox. <laughs> We got 5,000 gold in our mailboxes? Oh, no, oh, 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 a- oh I, got, I just fell for it. Oh, <laughs> oh. I was like, 5,000 gold, that's awesome. And I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah, right. oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would have believed you, too. I would have yeah. been like, what? No. <laughs> so I, I tried to specifically make it outrageous so he wouldn't you know, think. But well, anyway, so, on. <laughs> so it's been a good week. How about you? Uh, it's been an awesome week a lot of fun good you know i uh just got back from Macworld. i was uh in Macworld when we when uh, asheo and i recorded last week and uh, i took the train back and i was able to play most of the way so i've had a good time those cellular modems have come a long way yeah yeah if you they were not very fast but now you actually can get a pretty good signal out of them right if you want to spend sixty dollars a month <laughs> It's just to me part of a necessary thing, you know, because um, it's the three basic needs in in the world is food, water, and internet access. <laughs> See, here's the thing: is that if you tell someone that you that you pay sixty dollars a month to get internet anywhere, they'll be like, "Oh, okay, I understand that." But if you say, "But I do a lot of like gaming online," they'll look at you like you're crazy. Crazy. So yeah. it's like, as long as like the internet is something that everyone understands, but if you say like why you use the why you use the internet as like then primarily a game and they're like oh that's that's crazy but i mean like what were you using the internet for you know like email are you paying 60 dollars a month for email like come on yeah well uh, i was on an estella no i was on a business class in the on the regional last night coming back and a gentleman behind me had noticed that i had internet access and he asked me what was i using and when i said yeah but it's 60 dollars a month because i always add that caveat 
And most people are like, oh, wow, that's too much. He was like, oh, no, that's more than reasonable. So <laughs> it's all about perspective. Yeah, it's like yeah. Oh, totally. Like To me, like I'd be $100 a month, you know? Like I need internet everywhere. <laughs> I need to play World of Warcraft. And there were several, lots of spaces where I could even dual box, which I needed a really fat, you know, high speed. I needed to be like on a 3G network for uh, dual boxing. But, uh, you know, it was great. And uh, I'm grateful that I was able to play. So, do you want to jump right in? Do you want sure. to start with what you've been doing? Sure, so sure. Explain um, the title of our show. I, oh, <laughs> respect just a little bit. And, you know, a little uh, throw out to our good friend Aretha uh, Franklin. But I respect. I respect Alaris. He was a protection paladin. And I respect him to holy. And I also respect Glanther a little bit. So he's, Glanther is still a marksman. But um, I changed it around. I took some of the pet abilities that I had in Beast Mastery. And the only thing I kept was um, the armor. And then I also kept uh, um, Aspect Mastery so I can get you know, some extra... Um, damage reduction because five percent damage reduction is actually pretty good. Um, and then I also, you know, kept it for the um, attack power benefit to aspect of the Dragonhawk. And I gave him some survival stuff. So I gave him um, um, tracking, improved tracking, and I gave him the survival in- instincts. And I took away the um, rapid, rapid. Uh, Killing. Fire? Oh, rapid and, killing. Uh, okay. So rapid fire you always have. But rapid yeah, killing yeah. Is, is a special proc that occurs right. and also decreases the time of rapid fire. And I also took away um, rapid recuperation because they work really great when you're, when you're soloing and you're questing. But I've been doing a lot of, um, doing a lot of heroics with Glanther. And, and I really have been having a lot of fun with those. I've done many, many dungeons. And I've done... Utgard Keep a lot. It's like I love Utgard Keep. Oh, so do I. So now much. that I've done it once. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Utgard Pinnacle as much because the, there's, a, there's a fight where you have to collect harpoons. And so we, you have to go and collect harpoons. And they're being, you know, again, dropped by all of these mobs. And when you get the harpoons, you have to go to these harpoon guns and shoot down the boss who's flying around on a dragon and when he finally does get down after you shoot him with six harpoons then you have to tank and spank him (laughs) (laughs) by that time everyone's so like mana drained and just generally fatigued because you've been spending now minutes just kind of trying to maintain like wave after wave of these you know (laughs) elite mobs that are coming at you and it's just it's just terrible. Like I always always wipe and like when I see that the the daily is Utgard Pinnacle, I'm like, no, no I'm gonna skip today. Because <laughs> it it just is no much. It's no fun when you have to go and and wipe every single time. With a good group, you can do it. Like as long as everyone's really organized. But if you get like a really kind of light duty pickup group, you're really not gonna have um, a, a a good run through. I don't think. Right. Because some dungeons are just harder than others, and that's just the kind of the nature of it. Um, I found that in um, the Azor 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 Nerub, I can't 
can't really say that. Azaral Nurub. So A-N. Right. <laughs> uh, lot, I'm going to start referring to them as the way they are in chat. Like UK and OK and UN. Um, but um, at Azaral Nurub, there is a lot of poison damage. And if you go in there with um, like a healer who's not like spec to deal with poison, you still are going to have a much more difficult time. So, like, they really, like, they, if you're a paladin, you're going to be running a lot of that instance because of all the poison. And the people just love to see that you're a paladin. Um, which kind of brings me to Arlaris. I respect him because he's a protection paladin, which is pretty good for um, AoE grinding and leveling. But while doing heroics with Glanther, I realized that there is a major dearth of healers. Like, there's, like, one healer for every 20 DPS when you're trying to put together a pickup party. And I, I was, you know, I would wait, you know, for 45 minutes to an hour in a group of four while they waited for a healer. And I think part of that is that everyone has a death knight, and death knights, I mean, they can tank sometimes if they have tanking gear, but death knights are really DPS. They're kind of like rogues in a, in a sense. Um, when you're putting it in a group kind of situation. I don't know, like, have you ever, like... Have you ever seen Death Knights tanking really well, April? Um, in a in a um instance. instance. No, no, I haven't seen. I haven't been in a. I've only been in one instance, and it wasn't a Death Knight. I don't think. No, it's a Paladin. Oh, okay. Because like, oh no, yeah, it was a Death Knight. Yeah, and he did tank pretty well. Did oh okay? Because I've been finding them to be mostly really good with DPS, but right. Oh, but I, he, I mean, he held aggro. Isn't that what he's supposed to do? Yeah, but like yeah. they can hold aggro, but then they all, but they have a hard time. Like they're not like warriors, and they're not like right. paladins because right. warriors with their taunt and everything, they they, they just suck aggro. But right. like death knights, they have to really just crit, 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 and you know, get aggro the old fashioned way. Yeah, that can be difficult sometimes, especially when you have other higher you know DPSs that give criticals that are bigger than right. what the death knight, what the tank is doing. I just like the way it. Pull stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's not all about the death grip. <laughs> it's not all about the pretties. But I decided that I was going to get into some of that healer action, so I respect Olaris. Um, so now he's holy, and uh, he's going to be a, well, I guess what they call him, a shockadin. So basically it's a, it's a paladin that relies on critical strike rating and his okay. holy shock. That's basically all I do. They sit there and like, you know, heal a little bit, wait for my holy shock to um, become available again, and then bam, <laughs> holy shock him. Because my crit rating is like 25%. With holy shock, you do like, you know, 2,000, 2,500 damage. And you do that twice, and then the mob's dead. But it, it, it is definitely a lot different than, um, than when I was protection. And I, I, I find that when you respect um, characters... You really have to kind of relearn them all over again, and like you right. go to press keys, and that the keys aren't doing what you expect them to do. I'm like, cast my shield spell. Oh, I don't have my shield spell. No, you know, like, where'd it go? Oh yeah, I forgot. I don't have shield spells anymore. But at the same time, it also gives like that fresh, uh, fresh energy where you feel like you're kind of playing your character again for the first time, and it makes you well, it makes you interested in them again. Yeah, yeah. It also makes you evaluate your the the method you're using. So you 
It's probably doing your vows with your with your character. You've you've like I'm let's go and and engage in this relationship again. You know, like right. Otherwise, you sometimes you just do the same things over and over again, and you might not realize there's something else out there that might be something that you have in your arsenal that might work even better. Because I've actually found that you know being a, a holy paladin like. Like, the whole world changes. Like, I don't know. Like, do you have any, like, higher-level healers in any of your alts? No, and I really... I'm trying to get there. Because, like, the whole world looks at you differently when you're a healer. Like, you walk around and they're like, ooh, a healer. Like, we need your help. Like, all of a sudden, you become the most popular person in the room. (laughs) Um, Because, like, tanks are... You know, there are a lot of tanks that are out there. Like, it's hard to find a good tank, but there's a lot of people that think they can tank. I guess that's <laughs> just because you are a tank doesn't mean that you're a good tank. But, like, healers, like, it's also difficult to play a good healer. But definitely, like, healers are what makes, like, an instance, like, make or break an instance. And if you do any kind of instance runs and you're a healer, like, you will never be, like, waiting for a group. You know, because you can find DPS, like, like very, very easily. Right. So they always are waiting on the healer. So I'm kind of imagining when I finally ding 80, like, you know, who knows when that's going to be on Alaris, <laughs> When I finally ding 80, um, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to enter like the, the um, looking for group um, for, you know, whatever I want and be like, I'm a healer and I, I'm expecting to have like a million whispers. Right, you know, like, exactly. And I can kind of pick the group that I want. Um, so. Um, let's see what else. I've been doing a lot of the Ice Crown dailies. Um, oh. Get gold up. I have so many things that I want to do, and it's going to require so much gold. Like, I have to still get Arlaris' epic flight, but that's going to cost me at least 6,000 gold. Because he doesn't even have regular flight yet. So he doesn't have any flight? No flight. He's 73. Yeah. He has flight. Wow. So, oh, but you're in. But you know, once you go to Northrend, it's not as imperative. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like, when I turn seventy-seven, like I can't like not be flying. But I also right. can't be flying on a non-epic mount. So <laughs> I ha- I have to go and get seven thousand gold sometime by seventy-seven. And Glanther is saving up for an eight thousand dollar ring. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I, I think there was a glitch in Skype right there. It just said that Glantha was saving up for an 8,000 gold ring. 8,000 gold ring. Yes, indeed. What does it make you push a button and you win World of Warcraft? <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's an epic level um, ring from the Kirin Tor. So you, you buy it from Dalaran. Um, you can actually go and take a look at it. If you go to the, um, the jewelry um, shop, which is, you know, in like the merchants area. Right, yeah. You'll see like the, there's a couple of them. There's like this, a couple of, um, bands at the Karen tour and like one's really good for like, um, like healers. One's really good for, you know, um, like plate wearing warriors and one's really good for like just crit rating and, and, um, it's cost, I mean, it probably is only like 7,500, you know, and when you're ex- exalted, it might be even less, but I mean, it's a lot of money. But, like, to get similar kind of stuff, you have to get, like, 40 or 50 emblems of valor. And you can only really get those when you run the end world raids. So I didn't think anything from a vendor was worthwhile. But I guess if it's from a vendor, uh, a faction vendor, it's different, right? Yeah. And, it, and it, like, it's, it's a vendor that you, anyone can get. Like, you don't have to be exalted with the Kirin Tor. Right. But it basically, it's, it's like something that you can buy with, like, the um, emblem 
of, of, of valor, but except you don't need emblems of valor anymore. So it's difficult for for a lot of adults to. Uh, you know, we talked. La- Did you listen to last week's episode at all? I haven't no. yet. No. Okay, we talked about badges of justice and how I got my first one. Did you have any left? Oh, I oh we've we talked about that before. Like I have. Okay. There were six of them that I have. That are, they're, okay. They're just, all right. Yeah. Maybe that was the one before. Okay. Go ahead. Um, but so you're gonna get this seven eight thousand dollar gold. <laughs> we both said eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand gold. But it, it might as well be like ten. You know, after like over three thousand, you're like, yeah, whatever. Like it's. But like, there's also the twenty thousand uh, gold mammoth, which I don't. Uh. Really <laughs> like. I do. It's nice to have a vendor in your mount all the time, but I mean, not worth twenty thousand gold. Right. I say that now, but I say it because I'm jealous of people who have twenty thousand gold. So as soon as I have twenty thousand gold, you know I'll be riding that mammoth around. <laughs> um, it's pretty cool looking too. It's pretty cool looking. But between, so that's I have to get fifteen thousand gold, roughly. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of dailies. I have there. There are stories of people that have like a hundred thousand gold, and I have no idea how they do that without buying it. You know, right? Yeah, and we don't buy gold. That's, don't buy gold. No, that's bad. So, um, I'm sure it's just a lot of hard work. But that's kind yeah. of what I've been doing. I'm interested to see what 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 you've been doing. Oh, are we ready for what I've been doing? Oh, well, yeah. of course, I've been traveling. So I haven't been playing as much as I, I would want to, but I'm going to make up for that because I am on vacation for the rest of the month. <laughs> and I think I will be playing a lot of World of Warcraft. But um, <clears throat> one of the things I started off doing last week was um, leveling up and chanting on the Jasper. And Jasper is one of my uh, death knights, but it's... It's the one that's not in the pair. You know, I have those. I have, still have a refer friend account. And um, I have uh, April and Elite who are Death Knights that were leveling together. And that went through, um, you know, the whole starting zone. They've mm-hmm. been together from the beginning. And uh, they're, um, they're at 65. But poor Jasper. The Jasper has just been in, uh, in Ogremar, uh, DEing all the um, rings and stuff that they got. All the the Outland Greens, and it's been great, but um, it's, he can, DE, at, he's at 301, I think, no, two something, yeah, because he hasn't gotten the um, ruined true silver rod yet, but he's at uh, um, a level where he can DE Outland Greens, but he can't DE Northrend Greens, and the worst part is he's getting a lot of Great arcane dust and uh, what's that planner um, essence? Mm-hmm. But but he needs large radiant shards and greater nether essence and lesser eternal essence to level. And those were the ones that were you know in the level fifty range. So he's not getting that. Um, it's just, the death knight skipped over that whole area, and so basically he's been. I've been having to buy. Uh, enchanting mats off the auction house, but I've been doing it on my uh, alliance tune. Yeah, because because my alliance tune is still making so much money on the pets. It's it's ridiculous, <laughs> and I'm not having the same uh, luck on uh, on the horde side selling pets. I don't know if it has something to do with them. I don't know. Maybe it's the balance of alliance and horde on our server or what have you. 
But while I was uh, buying and selling pets in Stormwind, there was a, a level 11 hunter in Stormwind yelling for, to ask someone to give him four gold so he could buy his boots. <laughs> I was like, I don't even bother to answer these people, but I'm thinking, what in the world does an 11, a level 11 need four gold? Need boots for, that, are, that cost four gold. If he's going to be a twink, then he should actually wait until he gets a little older and buy him himself. Or he should have a sugar, his, one of his sugar daddies buy him one. But, you know, I mean, I just, I just don't get these people. And the worst part is, I bet you somebody gave him that four goal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like some level 80, just like here, just here, four, four well, just make you shut up, you know? Like. Right. So I'm really hoping people don't. Don't give, don't give into these beggars. Um, there's a, I love my guild that I'm in right now, uh, Dwarven Alliance. It's a great, it's a great guild. It's, 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 it's kind of quiet sometimes, but I kind of like that because it allows me to do like my own solo stuff. And we have every once in a while a group, um, you know, we have like group events stuff like that. But there's a member of our, of the guild who will just randomly ask to join a group, so that way he could like. Um, like, say, I need help with something, and he'll just kind of ask you to join a group, and, like, you'll just get his invite from him. And I finally had to say, you know, like, do not do that anymore. Like, seriously. Because you you're going around, you're doing whatever, and then all of a sudden you get this group thing that says, like, hey, do you want to join this group with this person? And they're in, like, the middle of, you know, Numeragan. And you're like, no, really, can't do that. <laughs> yeah. You should always ask first. I always whisper always somebody. ask, whisper before you get invited. To right. Me. Right. Sometimes people do that when um when they are um if they're trying to farm or instance and they can't get back in because they've been in there so long. A lot of times it's gold spammers too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they can't. They need to reset the instance by joining a group with somebody else. But anyways, so I don't give beggars anything. <laughs> so I spent Friday morning. Transferring over pets to the Alliance side. This was um, right before I left for my trip. And uh, no, no, this was before I went out for Macworld. This is last Friday. <laughs> I'm still out of sync with all the timing. And, you know, before I, I stayed up late and played, and then I got up early and played, and it's, it was great. Then I had um, Aprilene go out and do that. Um, I forget the name of it, but it's where you have to go and turn into a phase. You have to get phased and get and get these mana cells. I don't know why, but I really like that daily. It's probably the only one I do on hers because I don't really have that much time. Then I was thinking about the transfer. Did you transfer any of your uh, alts over to uh, to Garrosh? Earth and Ring was one of the rings, one of the servers that were was offered a uh, transfer, a free transfer. Really? I didn't see that we were offered a free transfer. Oh, yeah. It was on the uh, notes of the day. <laughs> and uh, I think we mentioned it in the last podcast. Oh, I saw it all. And, like, I, I, I looked through. And, I, I, I like, there's one right now. And I only saw PB, PBE and, 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 our, and um, PVP um, server. Yeah. They, they transferred you over to a PVE server. Garage is in a, is in a role-playing PVE server. But... I mean, that's okay, because I don't think too many people on Earth and Ring role-playing. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. I would, I've actually, well, I don't know if I would be able to change my name, though. Like, I wouldn't be able to do that. 
Because um, I remember when, the last time that I, I changed the server, like, it wasn't until I actually got over it, they were like, oh, yeah, you don't, you can have to change your name. Yeah, but I think it's if you, if you transfer to a full server, that might happen, or a server that's already been in effect. Yeah, there's always a chance that you have to change your name, but, um, like, Adrian, I transferred over, he didn't have to change his. I don't think any of my characters had to change theirs, because it's a new server, so there's a lot of openings for names. And I, I just transferred over a few, and and I also found out that when I went to transfer, that some uh, tunes I had on other servers that I never played were available to go to that server as well. So I was able to do multiple transfers and just uh, well, mainly I wanted to free up a couple of slots on uh, Earth and Rain, and I actually did transfer over one of my Death Knights, so I have a fresh Death Knight slot, and I can create a new Death Knight. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. <laughs> well, one of the things that, you know, I still have a lot of, um, a lot of Q wait times on Earth and Ring. Yeah. So that's one of the neat things is when I'm not playing, when, when I get on and there's a Q on Earth and Wing, Ring, <laughs> Earth and Wing, <laughs> I go, uh, I, I just change servers and I go either to Garage or Lothan, my other server, my backup server. And I play there and until I can get back on. Late at night, I find, like after midnight, I guess when all the kids are gone to bed, <laughs> I can get back on uh, um, Earth and Ring. So you don't have a backup server at all? I have a, uh, a druid on Lathan. Okay. And I have uh, on light, Lightning? Lighting Hoof? Yeah. Oh, you do? A Wild Hammer, I think. I have a, I have a, um, a druid torn. But you never play them. Really play them now. You just wait for the queue to go away. Because like the, I'm really invested in like my two higher level characters right now. Yeah, I mean I'm invested too. I, I just when I when I log on and it says you know a thirty minute wait, I just can't do it. Mm. <laughs> I admire people who can do it, but it it just seems, especially when I was on the road. If I was on the train, I couldn't do a thirty minute queue because my signal wouldn't hold. Would sometimes drop off. And if I logged in, I could get kicked off. And if it didn't get logged, you know, if I got to a spot where the signal dropped out because we were moving, there was always a chance that I would um, <laughs> not have, you know, there's a certain amount of space or time when you, dis- when you get disconnected, you can log back in. Mm-hmm. And if I exceeded that, whatever that time limit is, and then I try to get back on, I'd get another queue. So it was kind of neat that I could... Uh, just go to another server and play. And then when I came back, I could get back on, uh, when, I get, when it got later on or late at night, I could get back on uh, Earth and Ring. During the day, too, there's no queue either, so that's kind of nice. So I was, con- I was working out which ones I would transfer, and I finally figured out the ones to transfer, and I you know, opened up some slots. And I, I really, it was really good for my, one of my um, refer friend ones because I, I want to do another pair before my time runs out. And I opened up a slot that that account, the referred count was full. So that was neat. And then uh, I was playing WoW while I was eating breakfast at Denny's. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's the American uh, dream right there. Just like, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Denny, they, San Francisco has a Denny's in the city. I've never seen a place with a Denny's in the city. Usually, no, I, I love San Francisco for that. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's so. Ah, oh, I love that. What a great city! 
So I was in the Grand, and when I was able to get back on Earthly Ring, I was in the Grand with um, a Pearl and Elite, and I came across that guy with the trampoline. Oh, yeah. that quest is so hard if you don't have Oh, my God. So hard. I died so many times. I Googled it. I tried to figure out the right spot. And I guess what you have to do is, um, well, for those that don't know, it's um, it's bring me the egg quest. There's a guy who first he wants you to get this gas. So you have to go out and get the gas from uh, the, the howling wind thingies, the little tornado things. And, of course, they don't drop on each one, so you got to do a bunch until you get three. And it's three per person. But, fortunately, I'd done them on the uh, Death Knights individually when they weren't on, when I couldn't get on, you know, on both accounts. So I was always trying to find a quest that were single looting items, you know, mm -hmm. that they would need multiples of. And that wouldn't, you know, if, if it was something like kill 12 cleft hoof stags or whatever, I'd want them on together, but when it's gathering this rock or this core or this thing and 15 of each or something, then I, it's good when they, when I do those. I try to save those for when I can only get on with one character. So we finally got through, got to that point where we were asked to get the egg and, oh gosh, over, I must have done it 20 or 30 times. Finally I managed, and you know, it says to, one of the hints is to, that I found on the, one of the websites was that you click the debuff off because once you get on the trampoline, it sends you up in the air. And you're supposed to try to land in the bird's nest, but you always go over it and land on the ground. Well, if you have the debuff on, which is some kind of a floating thing, you land on the ground and you're fine. But if you click the debuff off and you land on the ground, mm. you die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... But, and here's the other thing, once you land in the nest, you get the egg, and then you have to wait a few seconds, and then the other part of the quest is to get the egg, and then kill this bird. Uh, it's like the mama bird, but it's an elite. So, one thing that happened that was cool was that when I did get the egg, it was the egg for both of us, for both the uh, death knights. I didn't have to try to get up there twice, which was great. <laughs> so, I, if anybody's doing that, and I don't know how many people are still questing in Outland. It seems like almost none. Um, group up with somebody and eventually one of you guys will get it and you both get the credit. But I think that once I had gotten up there, I wasn't at full health. <laughs> when I landed, I lost some health. and It was kind of hard fighting this bird, but we got through it and we beat the bird and we won that. We finished that quest and it was kind of cool. So then I started off um, Saturday morning heading back, <coughs> excuse me, back to Chicago on the train on my way back to Providence. And I wasn't sure about the signal, so I was running one person at a time. And I did the uh, Tortured Stone quest, you know, the one where you have to throw um, this rock at those tortured swirly things, stone things. So that was kind of good. I wonder if that's a horde quest. I don't remember that quest. Really? Yeah. You know what? You had to go through the throne of elements at the at the north of uh, at the north end of uh, the Grand, and this big like remember? stone thing. I know that I haven't done that much on my undead Death Knight, but he right oh, now. Yeesh. Yeah, he's in Thralmar right now. Oh. And um, he's an unholy Death Knight, so he's the opposite of my holy paladin. 
Okay. Like he's like, exactly. I, I play him like he's the opposite, you know? Um, but when I'm. Now let me know when you're ready to play him because I, I have um, the Jasper and he still needs to get out in that area. So, you know, yeah. we could come up. out. Yeah. Um, but like it, it, it's tough because I'm looking at all these quests and I have to actually go and read the quest notes for <laughs> which is kind of shameful <laughs> for me because I've done I've done Outlands so many times and on so many you know all the, all of these different tunes but like it's like like I've never done it before like I, I'm running around and I'm like what, you want me to do what like there's there's a place here like I'm in Falcon Watch and I'm like what why what is I, this what is this I don't, <laughs> welcome to the dark side. <laughs> And it, it, it makes me – like, I, I think I know why I don't like playing Horde as much. It's not so much that Horde is not as fun. It's just that I just don't – You don't know it. Like, I have to go and it takes so long and, like, oh, my goodness. Well, I'm looking forward to playing my uh, my Alliance Death Knight in, the, in um, Outland. Cause that's gonna, it's going to be the same thing for me. So um, my horde tune that I used at the natural, not, natural, the neutral auction house is a level 39 mage. I had several that I was using, but then I realized she was the best one, and she really needs to get to 40 so she can do open portals. But <laughs> right now, her hearth is set in uh, Booty Bay, and then she can um, teleport to um, Undercity. Well, she can teleport to Silvermoon. And then from Silver Moon, she can run to, to, to Undercity. And so she can get uh, cockroaches. And then she can teleport to, to um, Thunder Bluff so she can get uh, prairie dogs and then hearth back to Booty Bay. So I thought that was a neat little idea I came up with. Um, then Sunday night, still on the train, <laughs> Q was on uh, Earth and Ring, so I went over to Lathan. Now I have these two Death Knights who, when. I'm basically neglected because they are my back backup back nights, and basically what I'm doing is getting trying to get their skills up because that's the first thing I always do with death knights. Uh, what, what what level is your undead death knight skills, or what are they? Um, my, so my unholy death knight. Unholy I'm, death knight. Yeah, sorry. Doing, <laughs> no, well he's undead too, but like he um, is focused on. Um. He's a summoner, but I, I skipped out on the gargoyle because the gargoyle. No, no, no! I mean uh, the trade, the professions. Oh, oh, oh! Um, none, none. None. Oh, okay. See, then that's an option because it is a it's a big pain because like you know I I have been these guys have been at crossroads for the last um month and a half because of course I don't play them that frequently but they've been steadily um uh, getting their um skinning and their herbalism up. And uh, she was, uh, Belover was uh, like at 60 at skinning, and now she's almost up to 150. And she's been doing most of it by grinding now in, uh, in Wailing Cavern. You know, I, I'm still trying to get the, um, like, Alaris is only at like 230-something for um, blacksmithing. And I almost want to just, like, drop it and just do something else. Like, I can't. Like Unless you're rich and you already have a bunch of tunes, blacksmithing to me is like the hardest one because you, you need so much crap. Yeah, you need. You know, I need. I still need like 500 pieces of iron ore to go yeah. to points, and it's like I can't do it. You know, 
Yeah, it's it's very hard. And I, I doubt anybody's gotten far in blacksmithing without going to the auction house. Like I've spent so much money on it. Like I don't want to drop it because I've already spent so much money on like trying to get it up to where it is. But like I almost feel like just ditching it and going back to jewel crafting, you know? Yeah. So Beloved was doing so good in, in Wailing Cavern and, and my signal got kind of strong. So I decided I hate, <laughs> I just hate having one character at any time, especially in a low level instance. So I pulled in uh, my level 13 rogue and um, she got Gloves of the Fang. And I thought this was a rare drop. I Isn't it a... Yeah, because it's it's bind on yeah it's blue and it's boe. Well, a few days later we were back in there because of the cues on uh, on Earth and Ring, and she got it again. <laughs> well, I mean, it might be a might be a higher drop for that area. You know what I mean? But right, but I thought it was I I've, I've never gotten it twice in going in there usually it's like you know that's that's one of the ones that's kind of neat because you can put it on the auction house you know all the other ones you have to actually run in the pieces of the leggings of the uh, fang outfit oh but you might not know about it because you're alliance and that's probably the equivalent of that dead mine yeah it is. Set? yeah okay so monday night i got stuck in chicago <laughs> my train was late getting into um into Chicago and I missed my connecting train and Amtrak put us up in a hotel. It's a very nice hotel and oh I wanted to say this was really neat because the hotel in San Francisco and this hotel was a corner room hotel. I don't know what what gods I pleased somewhere but if you have a cellular modem a corner room is like the best. So my signal was great. They had Wi-Fi in the state in the uh, hotel in um, in San Francisco, but it was so bad and overused that it, it was useless for playing World of Warcraft. So my cellular modem was great. So uh, Monday night I was in the hotel and I played WoW, and I had a I had a great time. I uh, I took a brilliant out to do dailies, and then this is when I first got into the hotel. It was probably around. I don't know, it's around 10. And then, uh, or maybe I waited for the cues. And then Monday, then later on, I, I got back on and um, there was cues on ER. So I got on to my Death Knights on the thon. And I wanted to bring both Death Knights in because I thought that there were some herbs. Uh, my second Death Knight, who was the Sweets, I thought she might be able to get some herbs in Wailing Cavern, but she's only at level 75 for herbalism. And the herbs in Wailing Cavern were 100 and 125. I'm right. thinking, isn't, yeah, I thought that was kind of high for a low, such a low level uh, instance. But I guess they figured people will be running it with higher level, lower level characters. So then later on, I was able to get into ER and I got to, comp to, to get one of the elites for the Nessunwary quest with um, Elite and uh, Imperial, so that was cool. And it was a piece of cake. I mean, this was an Elite, a level 65, 67 Elite, and the two Death Knights had no problems taking it out. So, in fact, I think we can probably take on three or four characters, at one, three or four mobs at one time with no problem. The only thing that sometimes happens is some, you know, other thing comes in and overwhelms us, but... Um, 
we uh, we went over to the consortium and we turned in some crystals and became friendly. We're both friendly with the consortium. And uh, April, the miner, brought, and the jewel crafter brought some uh, patterns from the consortium that she can't use, but she's got them. But and there was you told there was me about no- the consortium, and I miss Negrand. Um, I haven't been there in so long. Okay, good to you. I know, and I, I actually don't want to leave. I know that by now we could probably go on to Netherstorm and and have no problems. But I'm loving Legrand. I love the feel of it. I love the... It's such a concentrated mob area, too. Yeah. And, um... Then we... Oh, and there was nothing for uh, the inscriptor. Then we were doing the... Some more consorting quest, and we got... We we saw that uh, the Horde was attacking Hala. So we decided we wanted to go and join in. And we were doing pretty good because this was, um, I guess this was after I got into um, into D.C. and I was heading back on from D.C. to Washington, Providence. Uh, there was a lot of areas in um, like West Virginia and Pennsylvania where I didn't have a, a good connection, so I didn't play a lot. So... I'm on the train going from D.C. to Washington to, to Providence, and I figured I had a good connection. And I was so I joined the battle in Hala. It was great. Have you ever fought in there? In Hala, yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I got I got a um, I killed a bunch of um, alliance. So I got some of those tokens, but then um, we had a bad connection. We did hit a bad spot, and both April and Elite died. And in the middle of the whole battle. There was some guy, some horde person yelling out, Oh, what are you doing, you idiot? Why are you doing it that way? <laughs> <laughs> so I just logged off. I I mean, you know, I, I, it was my first time trying it, and I didn't even want to make any excuses. But it, people, it doesn't help if you call people idiots. <laughs> you know, I, I had somebody once, you know, I was in uh, um, the Old Kingdom, and it's a hard fight at the end, and I died. And, like, they, as a group, and they all just started, like, dropping the F-bomb and, like, just giving me a hard time. Like, what's your problem? Like, you need to go and, like, you should be ashamed of yourself. And I just, like, left the group. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it's just, you know. I was like, I'm It doesn't help. If you want to say something constructive, maybe, but things happen. I know last week when, uh, the week before last I mean, it was last week when I went into Upguard Keep with uh, Asheo and some other people. And um, we did wipe a few times, but it was like some of the people that were we were playing with were like, oh, I'm sorry I did this or I should have done that or my mouse stuck. But anyways, whatever they were saying, it didn't matter. It happens. You know, we were like, okay, let's just go back and try it again. And okay, let's just try this. And we tried different things. And finally, we brought the boss down. And it's just about going back in and trying. It Things happen. But trying to berate people isn't going to, it's not going to make anything better. It's just silly. So that's my week. I've had a good time, and I'm looking forward to this week and next week. And I'm going to be playing so much WoW. I'm going to have WoW coming out of my ears, and I'm so excited. <laughs> and I'm going to get to go into dungeons, and I'm going to get some characters to higher levels, and it's going to be fun. So we're going to pause here and uh, go to email. All right.
Okay, so we're back, and we got some good emails. I want to thank everybody again for writing in. Remember, uh, we're going to roll at the end of uh, the emails, and whoever wins has a choice of either an authenticator or a month free of WOW. So that's going to be great. But first, we have our weekly segment from our very special member of the uh, Control Alt Wild team, because he's basically a member of our team, and his name is Blade, and he has his corner called the Bladed Edge. So do you want uh, Let's yes. start. Okay, go ahead. So this is from Blade, and it reads, So there I was, wandering through Grizzly Hills on my way to snapping up my Northrend Explorer achievement while listening to episode 96, specifically the email section, when I came across... Saw, uh, some critters in the PvP area of Venture Bay. As Forlorn Elf said, four deer and four mice. So, to answer the question, yes, I did know about them about 15 minutes before I heard it mentioned in episode 96. But Old Blade's not so egotistical to not be able to admit when he doesn't know something about something. Why those critters are there, specifically, and why they're in the configuration they're in, four deer and four mice, and why they have multiple groups of them all climbing the hill every 30 seconds or so from uh, coordinates 2077 to 2072, I have no idea. But yeah, good find, Forlorn Elf. Not many people travel out that way. I debated and debated as to whether I wanted to do the world PvP in the area, the quest being worth XP and all, and decided to continue my solo project, the results of which I hope to be able to provide soon. As mentioned, Old Blade's been traveling hither and yon across the world of Azeroth and Outland, striving towards a few achievements, partly because the best way to experience the game is by going there. So I went to Stormwind and took the tram to Ironforge, but not before jumping off midway to catch a look at Nessie the Sea Serpent. Also, what's the deal with the gnomes in the Deep Run tram channel? One's named Haggle. He seems to be a forward slash nod to the movie Labyrinth and the character Hogle. He was short and ugly, too. But there's a second gnome, Monty, and he's got three boxes behind him. Perhaps a let's make a deal Monty Hall reference. The problem is, each of these boxes is full of rats. And as this Monty fellow is a rat extermination specialist, I somehow doubt there's a wad of cash in box number three. <laughs> Onward to Ironforge. Fished up my fishing diplomat achievement while I was there and nearly ran afoul of some over-eager alliance players that thought I would be easy pickings as a PvP target. Needless to say, I remained unscathed. Took a few screenies of the dwarf bankers, as I mentioned before, just so I can see I did it. And by the time this episode airs, I'll have gone back at least once more to try to fish up old Iron Jaw one more time. That is, unless the randomly wandering, stealth detecting, level 80 elites in Stormwind and Ironforge don't catch me first. Because you Alliance players don't seem to be able to. Zing! <laughs> but yeah, I haven't moused over the patrolling NPCs in Ogrimmar or Thunder Bluff in a while, but last I knew, we didn't have level 80 goons all over our major cities. For all I know, we do, but even if we do, somehow I doubt we even uh, we have anywhere near as many. Oh well, those super elites are probably a good thing. They're probably the only thing stopping Old Blade from set setting up in Stormwind as my hometown. That and the lack of friendly innkeeper. <laughs> 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 Moving on from the dirty little tricks department, back to the rogues again. This time we're being extra specially sneaky. As you may all suspect, Old Blade doesn't make all his money by questing or even playing the auction house stock market. 
a respectable chunk of old blades finances are gotten via the five finger discount for those not already aware i pickpocket every chance i get some of the higher level mobs in northrend are netting me upwards of 50 to, 50 to 75 silver per pickpocket wow go through a couple dozen of them at a time especially if you find a host of non-aggressive neutral ones here's another macro fit for saving space on the hot bar forward slash cast sap forward slash cast pickpocket the benefits of this little combo are obvious. If, for some reason, your pickpocket was to fail, you pop out of stealth. Tapping this combo lets you at least have a sap on the mob following you a decent chunk of time to simply run out of aggro range long before the sap wears off. Mm-hmm. Quick and dirty. Yeah. That's a good... That, that's actually a good... Macro. I've never played a rogue, but I know I've seen them sap, and that, that's, that's pretty cool. From Old Blade's Easter Egg Basket. For all of you lore buffs out there... It's fairly common knowledge that the Fandal Spam Bridge between Arathi and the Wetlands was destroyed by the Dark Iron bleh, Dark Iron Dwarves. <laughs> there is a corpse underwater beneath the bridge that starts a, so far as I know, Alliance-only quest called Sully Balo's Letter. You deliver the letter to Sero Balo in Ironforge. I did not know about this quest. Um, now, here's where things get interesting. Sullivan Balo was a soldier during the U.S. Civil War who sent a letter to his wife, Sarah, on July 14, 1861. The in-game letter is a reference to the real-life letter written by Sully, Sullivan, to Sarah. As another interesting parallel, the dwarves of Ironforge and the Dark Iron Dwarves have been at each other's throats since their Civil War, approximately 200 years ago, game time. Wow. Oh, that's very astute. And for something a little more lighthearted, a little-known quest in the Barrens. Just outside crossroads along the road to Ratchet, there will be a hut to the north side of the road. Outside, you will find a torn vendor of bread, tarban hearth grain, and a small orc boy named Gruck. Inside, though, are two individuals. Dun, a cooking trainer, guard Tarok, feasting on a bench at the back, and Grub, who gives you a quest called Dig Rat Stew. It's not a very difficult quest, but the fun part is Grub's comment at the end. Quote, you can't call yourself a seasoned adventurer until you spend some time killing rats. Ha! Most MMOs, WoW included, are known to force starting players to kill trivial creatures like rats or insects during the first few levels of play. With this little tongue-in-cheek homage, Blizzard makes reference to this little factoid and also provides a recipe to cook the rats. Yum. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Blade. As always, you've done a great job. All right, so off to the emails. I'll read the first one. Email number one is from The Ruck. He says, wow, congratulations to hitting 70. Uh, I bumped into her a few days ago while dragging myself through Outlands, the Grand, I think it was. We were both standing at a flight point, and I was so stunned when I noticed the big 7-0 that by the time I came to my senses, she had flown away before I could offer grats in person. So... <laughs> A big slash salute on your accomplishment. As someone who has been listening to the podcast for quite some time, I know this was a long time coming. Keep up the great work, everybody. Rock gut. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was- Are these all of your AIE guildies? I I don't I don't know if he's an AIE guildie or not. I'll have to check it out. But um yeah, thanks. And that's a, that's a nice to shout out. And do you want to read the next one? Yep, email number two. Um, 
Emma shares this link with us. So yeah. it's a uh, Wired Gaming Magazine. Yeah, it'll be and in the show notes. It was an interesting article about. Um, did you read it at all? I didn't have a chance today because it was a really busy day at work. But okay. I haven't. Yeah, it was about. Um, <laughs> I had it right on the tip of my. Oh, about desk, about user interfaces on World of Warcraft from a Wired uh, point of view. So I thought it was very interesting. So it's it's a Wired article, and they talk about um, how people can modify their uh, in game interface, and it shows some interesting user interfaces, uh, you know, setups. Because there's so many different ways you can, you know, set up your window for WoW, and that's basically what it's about. And he goes on. It says, uh, "Hello again. As always, thank you for your work, and we are patiently waiting for your first O9 podcast." I finally shelled out for the uh, shelled out the gold for my main's epic flyer, but now I'm sad that he is down to a double digit gold now. Oh wow! Isn't that painful when you have all that money and all of a sudden you're like down a night to fifty gold? Yeah, or to like five gold. <laughs> I wanted to ask you all about Quest Helper and see if it is a operator error on me or it is what it is. I have loved Quest Helper, and yes, it is a cheap button or easy mode, whatever people may call it. It does make things a lot quicker for questing, that is, of course. But it has always used lots of MB or megabytes for me as much um, as 35 up to 50 megabytes. My system can handle it, but when I turn off Quest Helper, the game does run smoother and my megabyte usage goes down to only 30 megabytes in total. What do you suggest or recommend? I have a laptop, so I, can, so I really can't get more RAM, but 2 gigs is enough. And if there is a setting I can change that will help that, please let me know. Thank you and hope everyone had a great New Year's. And a shout out to all my friends on WoW. And if I can plug my guild, Uptown Tavern, on the Balathar server, we have been around from the beginning and always been a great leveling guild. Please post um, MO for invite or any help. Oh. Um, we may have any guildies we group up from time to time for fun events and gatherings. Thank you. Well, all I can say is there's really nothing you can do about that because of what it does. It's going to hog a lot of memory. It's got a lot of information. It's got to keep track of every single quest that you have. And well, Quest Helper is not like, um, it's, it's not like lightheaded at all. No. Like, it, yeah, like I, quest- I, still, I still swear by lightheaded and map notes together. I think it does, like, it's not as, like, easy as Quest Helper is, but it uses a lot less memory, and it still helps you get through your stuff quick. Right. So Quest Helper is good, but there's a penalty for that that help. <laughs> All right, well, and if anybody else knows a better alternative or maybe has an idea of how to trim down Quest Helper, which I just, I can't, in my understanding of how it works, I can't see how you could, but uh, you can... Um, Give us an email at controlaltwow at gmail.com and we'll pass it on. I uh, Interesting thought, though. I just realized that there's been a couple of times when I have when I was on the train when I probably could have just turned off Quest Helper <laughs> and probably got a, a better playing quality. Mm. I have to remember that. Thanks. So email number three is from our buddy Ponfar. And he writes... Question one, you mentioned getting Wi-Fi connectivity in the train station to play WoW, but how did you get stable connectivity while moving on the train, and what was your latency then? 
Well, um, I have the cellular modem. I don't even pay attention to the latency. Sometimes I, I just kind of work through it. Um, I think I mentioned in the last episode that somebody whispered me and asked me what my latency was and was uh, offended somewhat or um, not offended, what's the word, was kind of berating me for having such a high latency and that they wouldn't have played if they had it. I guess I'm just so happy to be playing that I don't really pay attention. Sometimes I find that, you know, I lag. Sometimes there's dropouts and for a few seconds I'm frozen and I just wait and either I speed up and um, find that I've killed the mob or that my pets killed the mob, which is when I'm, when I'm doing these sort of things, I usually try to travel with a... He's just trying to play with something that has a pet. Or um, a few seconds later, I come, I, I get kicked off, and I log back on, and I'm dead. But either way, it's, <laughs> I guess I'm not that picky, huh? <laughs> so I, there's problems inherited in, in using a cellular modem, but it's better than not playing at all, in my opinion. And... Question number two, could you cover how you and your co-host came to know each other and how you formed your podcast together? Hmm. Maybe we'll do that in, a, in our next episode that we do all together. Um, I can go over. It's kind of a tangled, uh, very, not, not tangled, it's not like a tangled affair. It was, it's kind of like luck of the draw. Yeah, I mean, uh, Glantha and I know each other in real life and we... I asked him, I think I did, yeah, if he would come on, and it just worked out very well. And, you know, Shayo was from the AIE, and <laughs> I met her, uh, her character, in the, um, what is that, the Scarred Vale down in Tranquilium. And she was a level 42 uh, warlock, and I was a level 14 uh, blood elf warlock and I she was on that flaming steed and I thought oh how awesome but uh yeah it was I just decided to do a podcast because I had the means and because I wanted to hear a podcast that basically discussed playing and in, in a kind of a nice way I mean there's a lot of good ones out there but a lot of the stuff is in game and I've never gotten to the in game <laughs> So, yeah, so Ponfer also has some question, uh, answers to a question, and he writes, To your question about a dailies mod, I used this one successfully, and it's called Dailies Quest Tracker, and there'll be a link in the mod. And another good one, different subject that I recently started using, is Fractionizer. It breaks down all the fractions, fractions, <laughs> factions on your rep tab and gives you the quests or other events used to raise the factions and track your progression. Wow, that's pretty nice. Factionizer. So, that's uh, from Punfar, who is also Tiberius, a Beastmaster Hunter on the Earth and Ring server in the AIE Guild, and Bacchus, a uh, uh, Marksman. Marksman, I'm um, sorry, I froze on that one. And, uh, like M, M, M and M's M &M chocolate, chocolate Hunter? <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> on the Rune Totem <laughs> server in the TOG Guild. So, Thank you, Ponfar. You know, you're a great guy. We're always happy to hear from you. Do you want to read number four? Yep. So email number four is from Dreamweaver. Oh, really? Adobe has a character. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, for all of you out there, Dreamweaver is a web design program that I have I lived in for many months of my life. So um, <laughs> I just wanted to start out by saying hi to you all. 
Um, I have been listening to your show for some months now and have been enjoying it very much. I love how mostly a brilliant and a share are so different in their play styles and their thinking of the game, and it brings so so much back to us listeners. It's great, lol. And and thank you for mentioning me there. <laughs> well, myself, I'm from England, so I'm on the EU server Draenor, also better known as Dra- Drama EU, <laughs> with the amount that goes on here, lol. I have been playing this game on and off for quite some time now, almost from the beginning, but not quite. My main that I play is a fuzzy druid tank called Dreamweaver, and I am loving playing him. Tonight, I have just come out of a Nax 25 after clearing just over three wings of it. Congrats. Yeah, one thing I wanted to say is about people saying how easy it is. Yes, I do agree it is easy-ish, but still, it's only an opening raid, and how many people have cleared it so far? Uh, um, of course, all the good guilds have cleared it, and why is that? Because they are good. <laughs> a lot of people are still having problems with it and can't finish it. Have more guilds cleared it than what are than would have before, say, pre-BC? Yes. And why is that? Because that's what Blizz wanted it to be like. Just wait and see is all I will say about that. I always wiped in in Nax, so I think it is hard. (laughs) So, Dreamweaver isn't my only tune I play on. In fact, he wasn't my first. As I have been on and off the game, I have quite a few tunes, lol. My first tune was a priest called Eremite, and he was on my first level 60 I ever had. If people can remember 60 being the max level. Wow, back in the I, old days. I had him and used to raid in the good old days of Molten Core Blackwing Lair and didn't get a chance to, to down Nephi before BC came. Just before BC came upon us, I was living, leveling a hunter called Knight Weaver and got him to level 60. I was having so much fun playing him that I decided that he would be my first level 70 when BC came about as it was coming up very soon. So that's what I did. He got to level 70, but I had to get back to my priest, and I didn't feel right leaving him um, to gather dust stood um, in a dark, damp corner of Ironforge crying. So I managed to get him up to level 70 as well, and after a while went back to healing with him. But being an alcoholic, I just had to have more. They loved playing around and being able to learn about a new tune as what they could do. I already had a healer in epics and also a ranged damage dealer in very good gear, so I went to pick out one of my low-level tunes that would be up there close to the action. So what better than a rogue to slice and dice with, being all dark and stabby-stabby, I had mine called Knight, fitting in with my hunter. I enjoyed leveling uh, with him, but for some reason I didn't like it as much as my hunter or priest, but I stuck with him and got him to level 70, yet at level 70 I still didn't enjoy him as much. So with with Blizz bringing out shamans and paladins to the opposite factions, I didn't jump on the bagwagon until now. I leveled a shammy. It took me quite a while to level, so I swapped out now and again to level a warlock called Nightfall. Uh, Nightfall. Oh, I like that name. Uh, yeah, see, after my first tune, I started to tie all my tunes' names together. I got my shammy to 70. I left him uh, them alone and started to enjoy my priest and hunter. Um, until things started looking uh, beginning starting to look bleak in the guild, things got worse and worse, so needed somewhere to get away. All of these tunes were in the same guild. Mm. I had a very low, unlooked after mangy druid <laughs> that I said to myself, why not? So after some time, he was the only one I was playing and joined up with a very nice guild called Angelic Knights. Time passed by and he was level 70. Even more t- time passed by and he was in raids, passing all my other tunes and gear level. And then it came up to another expansion, uh, Wrath, and yet another choice to make on who to get up to level 80. <laughs> my priest is my first tune, my hunter who I had so much fun with, 
another tune that I got up. You guessed it. I went with my beloved Fuzzball Dreamweaver, my one and only cute ball of fur jewelry. <laughs> and to this day, I knew I had a, a, made a right choice. Um, I'm babbling on a bit here. I didn't see the time. It's 40 minutes past midnight here, and I need to be up at 6. Oh, I've done oh, that. Well. Yeah, I'm all the time. But oh well, it's Friday and only half a day, so that's not bad. I just wanted to say thanks to all three of you and keep bringing out a smashing podcast. Hugs and kisses from a smelly drawer that just wants some forward slash hugs. No, that was very good. Thank you very much. And uh, it's nice to hear about uh, other autoholics and their experiences. (laughs) And I love how it came up to the three of us at the end. (laughs) Yes, you're remembered. (laughs) Thanks, Dreamweaver. Thank you, Dreamweaver. Okay, and number five is from Ginsu. Who also, I want to uh, add that he wrote a nice review of us in iTunes. Thank you very much. I'm uh, trying to see if I can get that up. Um, the iTunes see. review? Yeah, so okay. see all five reviews, yeah. and I'll do sort by. All right, well, I'm going to read the letter, and I can go ahead and I have it. I have it. Oh, you already have it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay, so hey, guys, love the show. I've been listening for now for about six weeks or so. On a past episode, you talked about your play style of leveling alts instead of playing in-game. You questioned the fact that you may be missing something about WoW. The truth is, you are missing a large aspect of WoW. I know I am. That is very enjoyable for a large number of folks. That does not mean that you are doing it wrong. You missed some fun raiding in BC. That I guess you can go back later and see, but I don't think it would be the same. From listening to your podcast, I can tell that you enjoy the smaller parts of the game that a lot of the rest of us don't catch or ignore. So though you're missing some things, it sounds like you are having a hoot doing it your way. Thank you. I'm glad you understand that. I am guilty of running like a mad fool to the end to see the in-game content instead of taking my time and seeing everything there is to see. This playstyle has its ups and downs like anything else. Have any of you noticed the gal you buy jewel patterns in Dalaran is named Tiffany Cartier? <laughs> I thought it was neat. No, I didn't notice that. That's cool. Keep up the good work. Ginsu, uh, 80 Blood Elf Rogue. And I'm going to pull that. Did you find it? Yes, I did. Okay, go yeah. ahead and read and it. We actually have a bunch of new ones. Yeah. So uh, we have um, from Ginsu, he says, this podcast, had, um, this podcast is great for the new player. I myself have been playing for years and still find myself listening to every episode. It's nice to hear a podcast made by people who enjoy the game and the little things that make it fun. So I'd like, thank you very much, Ginsu. It was great. Yeah, thank you. And that'll, we'll put a copy that in the show notes okay so we have one more right oh two more uh, more. okay (laughs) you want to read the next one yes um the last one's kind of his last one's a little short and also that that last email he looks like he's uh has an itunes review now too oh great okay Uh, but the email number six is from xandar and he says, question for you that I would like to bring up. How can I get my wife to understand that my WoW play is not an addiction, but a way to relieve stress at the end of the day? I only play a couple hours a night while we watch TV together. Or on Friday nights, I stay up late after my wife goes to bed, or I wake up early on the weekends to play while she is still sleeping. How can I get her to think differently about the game? How can I show her the social aspect of the way I play? Does that make sense? Xandar the Ambassador, Protectorate Paladin of Twisted Blackened Roses. Oh, that's the age-old question. <laughs> and believe me, I feel your pain. Um, I, um, 
I know in, in real life I am married and it is it's very uh it can be kind of a um a dicey game and a lot of sometimes I feel a little guilty. I don't know about you, April. Do you ever feel a little guilty that that you look at your at your spouse and you realize that they're being neglected? Neglected. <laughs> no, because <Not> really. <laughs> He watches things. He watches things on TV, which yeah. I don't understand. I, and I've said this before: why watching something on TV is better than interacting on the on a game. And the only way she's ever going to understand is if she ever gets a chance to play. Uh, I was at MacWorld with um, one of my guildies, and I was explaining the whole thing as to why I, I dual box is because I can't play games and do stuff. I can't uh, pl- go into instances and do stuff with groups because my husband wants attention. And she said that when she, f- when her son was playing World of Warcraft and she wasn't, uh, that she would say, you know, you've got to go now. What do you mean? You, we, we're getting ready to go. We're leaving for somewhere now. You go, you know, come with us right this second. And he would be like, but I'm in the middle of, in, she would say, it's just a game. You know, shut it off and come. But now that she's been playing, she realizes that he was probably in the middle of an instance or doing something with some people. And now she gives him, you know, uh, tells him don't start anything a half an hour, 45 minutes before bedtime or before dinner. And then if they're getting ready to go, he gives them a, a they want to go somewhere. She gives him time enough to say goodbye and log off. <laughs> so it's all about perspective and understanding and I'm, unless she plays, she'll never know. One thing, too, and this is where I get to kind of play therapist a little bit, that you asked a, a little bit about how, how do I get her to think differently about the game? Or how could I show her the social aspect of the way that I, that I play? What, what, one of the things that, I, that, that I've done is that um, I kind of showed off the game like to my family and... and you know, um, to like people that you know, I w- that may think that I have a, a little bit of a problem, and I kind of say like, "Look, these are all actual people. This is what my character is. This is what I do." I mean, take like thirty minutes and just kind of have her watch you play, and then she can see what it's about. So that way, she doesn't necessarily she may not want to play the game herself. At least she understands that it's no different than like other other husbands who play Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty and like that like Madden sports games. You know, it's just a game. And it's just a way to, um, to again, as you say, relieve, relieve stress. But she needs to see it because it, it does sound kind of like there's, there's a lot of stigma to MMORPGs. And also when you're playing like a, a computer game, computer games are not like te- television games where you can kind of watch it. Because how many times do you watch people like you see playing them a game and you kind of just stop and watch them play the game? But computers are such like there's not a lot of people that go and like like stop and look in on a smaller screen like that. Yeah. You would have to kind of invite them in. Yeah. So good luck with that. And uh, write us back and let us know how you make, make out with it. So our last email is actually just a thank you from Memdorf because um, he won last week. Uh, his email was the one that won in the uh, contest, which we're going to roll for. He also for. has uh, an iTunes um, review as well. Okay, thank you, Memdoff. And he says, he writes, I can't believe you guys picked me. Thank you so much. I would like the free month. Incidentally, it will be my last month playing World of Warcraft as I am being deployed the first week of March with my cavalry unit, and he's going to Iraq. So, thank you very much, soldier, yes. and uh, good luck in Iraq. And I'm glad that we were able to uh, to pay for your last month. 
think that's kind of I neat. wish you success in the PvP battleground. Yes. <laughs> and uh, when you come back, maybe we'll give you another month. Uh, this is uh, AKA Memdolph, Blood Elf Hunter, Alea, Iacta, Est, Earthen Ring. So I'm in the game now. And so that's six. We're going to go with uh, the first six emails are going to be entered into the contest. So I'm going to roll. And I got a four. And who is number four? Dreamweaver. All right, Dreamweaver. You are the winner of the contest. So you are you have a choice of either one month free or an authenticator. And again, we don't announce the winner in the show notes. So you have to actually listen to the podcast to find out if you won. So Dreamweaver, send me an email telling me which you want, the free month or the uh, the authenticator. And if you want the authenticator, send me your uh, your mailing address. So thank you, everybody, for writing, and uh, we look forward to more next week and more iTunes reviews. And again, I think next week we're going to be a Shayolis, <laughs> but I think we're going to be just fine, and when he gets back, we'll be happy to have him back. So this is Aprilian for the Horde. This is Glanther for the Alliance. Give. Or take you like me like sail here. It's been real. May you always be victorious. May the gates of Quelthalas be open to you. Always. May our paths cross again. Catch you later. Aldir Shalah. Go in peace.